Hey, it's Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church Podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. I hope this message challenges you. I hope that it inspires you. But more importantly, I hope that it helps you grow spiritually. If you want to be a part of what we're doing here at Redefined Church, you can always support us by going to liveredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. Welcome to Redefined Church. Today we're finishing up the values of the first century church, talking about honor. The values of the first century church just so happen to be the values of our church because we are, we are really working towards what it means to, um, and working is kind of a, a, a bad word there, but uh, really leaning into and trying to be a real community church. And so if you think about the values that we've talked about the past three weeks, we talked about um, honesty, which is authentic fellowship week one. Week two, we came back and talked about unity and togetherness. Week three, we talked about hospitality. I'll recap last week's message real quickly. And today we're going to talk about honor. We believe if these four values are present, you're going to see a great community happen. And so uh, to recap last week, if you ever need to find anything on us, you can always go to our website at liveredefined.com or follow us on social media at Redefined Church, at Redefined Church, and that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We even have a Snapchat. We're not too busy on there, but it's there. And so uh, Romans 12, 13 Hebrews 13.2 and 1 Peter 4.9 is kind of what we covered last week in talking hospitality. And if you're a note taker, you probably have those notes still, but essentially uh, it's love all people, hang out with people other than your friends. That means people that uh, you don't know because you never know who they are. And uh, you need to dig on that a little bit. I gave great homework for that last week. Keep a great attitude, be hospitable without complaining. And that was kind of those three scriptures wrapped up. And then Luke 6.38 out of the home and it's kind of, where we hang, treat everyone with the same honor and hospitality. And God says he will show you great honor and hospitality in return. And so the measuring cup that we use to dispense our gifts and our talents will be the same one that's used back to us to fill our own. It's going to be used to fill us. And so then our action step last week was to cultivate a hospitable heart. So that means we have to develop proper measuring strategies. And here's how we do that. Genuine hospitality creates an environment where people feel welcomed and accepted. It welcomes people on their own terms, and it is a continuous outpouring of love and generosity that reminds every person that they belong. And so as you think through that today, we're going to jump in and talk about honor and hospitality, man, is just, is, is really, in short, love. It's love. It's encouragement. It's all those things. And so how do we define honor? And so we talked about this, and, and when, you, when you think about honor, what you see is um, great respect, you see loyalty, you think about the Medal of Honor. You think about folds of honor. You think about the code of honor, the honor code. And when you think about uh, people that kind of display these, uh, this, this value, who do you think of? And I asked our team this question. They said Mulan, which I thought was, was kind of funny because I'm not really in touch with Mulan. But she sings a song about honor. It's like, okay, I guess. Uh, we said the fire department, the military, and, and we were pretty spot on as a group, except for that Mulan reference, which, which was, I think, maybe a little bit humorous, but it's also, I mean, if that's, if that's what comes up, that's what comes up, right? And so the reality is, is our military, our servicemen and women, um, some, frater- some fraternal organizations, some church groups, sport teams, those remain some of the last groups that kind of we think um, hold the value of honor. And so... Uh, team sports is, is one that I'm going to park on for just a minute because if you played team sports, you can remember it. Some of the most fun that you ever had, especially if you're, you know, out of the game and you've been out for a while, you, you, you know, 
you might go back and remember that, or you might try to play through your kids or, or whatever the case may be. But man, if you play team sports, you, you understand what honor is. And so, because you respected your teammates, and even the kid whose mom or dad made him play or made her play, you respected that kid because, because they went through it with you. He or she was still there and they still went through it. They might not have been very encouraged. They might, might not have been very motivated, but they still went through it. That's honor. That's honor. You believe the same, you went through the same, and you came out the same. But you got to be yourself doing it. Isn't that what the church should be? We all go through the same stuff. We're just adults now. We have the same hurts, the same fears, the same failures, the same thoughts. But don't we share the same hope? Isn't our goal the same? And we talked about unity. We talked about really rallying around that. And you might feel today that you're alone. And I just want to tell you that you're not. That there are people that are all around you, regardless of of where you're listening from. There are people all around you that are going through the exact same thing you're going through. And I just want to uh, tell you that you're only alone because you choose to be alone. And fear kind of keeps us in that place, right? And so I just want to let you know that, that the longer that you're alone, the, the worse that it tends to get because 80% of your self-talk is negative. So when you're alone and, you're, and the wheels are turning upstairs inside your forehead, 80% of that stuff that you hear you're telling yourself tends to trend negative, and I just want to let you know, when you're alone, you get caught up in the negative, and that kind of stinks. And I just want to let you know that that's right where the devil wants you to be, the enemy, the devil, Satan, whatever you would call, you know, the, the forces of darkness. That's where he wants you to be. Because when you're alone, you get caught up in the negative, and then you're not a threat for any good. And so then he keeps you comfortable right where you're at. You know, it's not comfortable, but it's comfortable enough to not change or to not um, you know, kind of get outside of your shell, if that makes sense. And so honor really doesn't exist much anymore because we've become a large anonymous society. Everyone kind of sticking to themselves, you know. Honor is best shown in a group of people uh, that you can see face to face. It's best. I can honor somebody over the internet, you know. I can say congratulations or good for you. But you notice how when somebody tells you happy birthday or something over Facebook or or through text, you're like, man, I'm, I'm glad you thought of me, but did I just make your feed? Like, did I just, was I just happen to be a deal, or did I show up as one of the people uh, on, your, on, your, on your screen today? Or in the same case, like, man, you know, nothing beats a good face-to-face conversation, and then outside of that, nothing beats a good phone call, which, which makes FaceTime really cool, because you get to see each other, but most of the time, we spend that time staring at each other's cameras, right? And so, What's, what's funny is when, uh, when you get around a group of people and you can see people face to face where people can know if you're being authentic or not, that's what makes honor special. That's where, that's where you can see honor. I believe that's where, uh, what makes our opportunity of being a real community church special, right? It's authentic. We want to know. We want to know, okay? And so the dictionary defines honor as honesty, fairness, or integrity in one's beliefs and actions. To honor someone is to hold them or him in high respect, or treat him with honor. And that was the sentence in there. And so we see in the Bible that God wants us to honor those who are in positions of authority because they are representative of God's ultimate authority overall. But I want to let you know that honor goes beyond just people in authority uh, or people with authority over us. We're to honor all people by treating them with dignity and respect. It's not just about 
uh, our military and, uh, you know, frat organizations and sports teams and, and our, our, our servicemen and women. It goes deeper than that. And so 1 Peter 2.17, what you can see is, uh, it says this, it says, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. That's out of the Holman. And so what you need to know is fear of God kind of rocks everybody's face right there. And we immediately, when we hear that, we kind of start to tiptoe and we think, oh, like, is it going to happen now, right? And so to what fear of God is, is essentially, if I told you that fear really breaks down to having a deep sense of honor, respect, awe, and submission to who he is. That's what fear of God really means. That is, it's, it's really to be reverent, right? And so today we see fear as a few things. We talk about the fear of God. We think it's God's judgment. So as soon as you hear fear of God, like it wouldn't surprise me if every bad thing you've ever done in your whole entire life went through your forehead in about 0.2 seconds. And we immediately think, oh man, what I do, right? Which we can only think negatively about, which leads us to start thinking about what? Our first class ticket to hell. Man, I'm just not good enough. The fear of God, right? And if we've gotten past that in our adult, you know, life or our, you know, where we're at right now in our spiritual, in our spiritual journey, then we can go from that and we immediately go from judgment to God's omnipotence, which is a fancy way of saying he not only has ultimate power over all things, but he is also the source of all power. He himself is limitless in strength, wisdom, love, holiness, and the ability to perform his sovereign will. And so we think when fearing God, then that means God is going to use all of that power to pick on me because I did X. And to be real with you, most of the time our guilt that we feel when fearing God comes from knowing we haven't said thanks in a while or knowing that we've been stubborn or that we've been selfish or we just haven't engaged, right? We just haven't honored. We just haven't honored him. And so then to fear God only means to have a deep sense of honor, respect, awe, and submission to who he is because because he gave you life. And when you understand that, when you fear God in all its fullness and reality, then you realize that God wouldn't take your life away from you. And you know in your heart, you believe in your heart that he's not going to make you climb uphill to reach it. That you're good enough right now as you sit here. And I just want to let you know that's how God sees you. He sees you right where you sit, right now. You're good enough. You are good enough. Today's definition of honor, we tend to confuse it with integrity. And we think that honor is doing the right thing when no one else is looking. But really, doing the right thing when no one else is looking is integrity. It's a great value to have. And we teach our kids that, but it's not honor. And so how we define honor here at Redefined Church is this. Honor begins with believing you are God's creation, which leads you to honor, trust, and love God for who he is because he gave you life. We honor each other by giving authentic family affection, it's Acts 2, 42 through 47, to one another because we are all made in his image. We're all made in his image. We're all sons. We're all daughters. We're all kids. The Bible calls you a child of God. So what you see in Romans 12, 9 and 10 says, don't just pretend to love others, be genuine. 
Love that. Be authentic. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Oh, wait a second. Outdo one another. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. So first thing that popped off to me was like, outdo one another. Oh man. Oh, so you're going to do that? I'm going to do this. The moment that you start competing, it's not genuine. The moment that you say, oh, well, they gave that. Well, I'm going to give this and that. That's not genuine. That's not genuine honor. Okay. First Peter 2.17. This is the ISV. Honor everyone. Keep on loving the community of believers, fearing God and honoring the king. The New English Bible says, honor all people, all people, honor all people, love the family of believers, fear God, honor the king. So in short, it's two verses that come together here. Love and honor God, yourself, and each other. Give authentic family affection to one another. And that is Romans 12, 9 and 10 and 1 Peter 2, 17 paraphrased. In 1 Peter, what you found in those three verses or the, those three versions of 1 Peter 2, 17 is brotherhood, family, and community. It's why I referenced team sports earlier because that's how we kind of are gathered here. We all kind of come from different areas, probably different communities. We're sitting in a different seat today right now than we normally sit in. And so um, unless you're in the car, then this is, this, is, this is what you do, right? And so somewhere along the way, 1 Peter didn't become as important and honor kind of slipped. And somewhere, somebody lowered that bar and said, we don't need you. And so it made it less important. And so what you get to see in all of this is the opportunity for this generation, for this group of people, for this church, for the people listening right now, we get to be the group, we get to be the people to get back to biblical honor. And we get to stop worrying about and fussing about and complaining about and arguing about what everybody's doing to hurt us or how somebody's offending us. We get to get off of that and say, you know what? You're made in the image of God. And that's all I see. And because you are, I care. And I'm going to honor you. I'm going to respect you. Because I believe, regardless of how you believe, I believe you're a child of God. You're a brother. You're a son and a brother. And so I'm with you. Well, that's uncomfortable. And then we have to go back to the law of hospitality for that. But that's the reality. What honor means is we see each other for who we are and we get to be the group to get back to what biblical honor means. To understand honor, you have to understand there are two types of honor. There's horizontal honor and there's vertical honor. Both of these hinge on one thing. You can know this inside and out, front to back, but both of these hinge on one thing. You. You must believe. Believe in what, Dusty? Honor. First Peter 2.17. 1 Peter 2.17, Romans 12, 9 and 10. You must believe and believe enough to not just pretend, but to be genuine and to honor all people, to love everyone, especially the king, right? Especially the king. And so here's what horizontal honor is. If you're a note taker, I got a couple points here. And uh, these are special. So, Horizontal honor is the mutual respect people give each other within a group. There are three. There are three things about horizontal honor. One, what horizontal honor does is it assumes everyone is equal. 
it assumes everybody around here, and if you think about horizontalize the cross, this is, the, this is sideways, okay? Horizontal honor is assuming everyone is equal. It means to have honor, there must be respect. Respect is given to all, period. Respect is given to all. There is no pecking order. There is no me, you, well, he's a pastor, he's a CEO, you know, uh, she is the, what, the chair. It's, it's none of that, right? It is respect no matter what. There's no pecking order. There's no, we, we, you know, it's, the Bible would say, not a respecter of persons. You're not a respecter of persons. What it is is everybody gets the same amount of respect regardless of who they are. Because in heaven, our status really doesn't matter. And it's all good, right? So second, come together on a common belief. The only rule, the only common belief is we honor everyone. And to honor everyone means we honor one another. If we do not honor each other, we will not be a community. If we do not honor each other, especially in this room, we will not be a community church. If, we're, if we are for real going to go out into the communities of Gross Point, into the communities of Harper Woods, into the communities of St. Clair Shores, into the communities of Detroit, if we are actually going to go out from here, we must hold true to this value. If people are going to believe in a redefined church, that they're not going to get judged, that they're going to be welcomed, that they belong, that they're allowed here, that they're accepted. Regardless, they have, you have to get to the root of this, and it is this, man. If, if we do not come together in the common belief that everyone, everyone deserves honor, everyone, if we do not honor each other, we will not be a community church. So then, let's do number three, unity. We just spoke on this the other day. Know each other, interact together. Honor cannot exist where animosity dominates. Or honor cannot exist where animosity exists, right? And so what do you mean? That means I walk in and I look across the room and I see, you know, who knows, Benjamin. And uh, Ben's got a better suit on than I got on. Or Ben's got, uh, you know, better shoes. And I said, what's he doing wearing that? Should be wearing that here. Don't you know? Just come as you are. It's church, man. And same goes for the other side of the, you know, where she got that, what's she doing with that Versace or that Gucci or that whatever, right? And I can't even believe them. Or I saw him the other night or I saw her the other day. I can't even believe they're here today. And you know what? It's just honor. And so what happens is we sit across the room from each other and we're divided, we're divided amongst each other when we sit down. And so then how can we come together if we're not? There cannot be animosity. That means honor. Honor each other, respect each other, love each other, right? It's the values of the first century church. So that means today, if there needs to be an airing of grievances, we need to call Frank Costanza in, and he's coming here and, and let it rip, and we all need to stand up and give our two cents about each other. That's what we need to do. I'm just joking. But if that's the case and you have an issue, man, address the issue. Don't keep to yourself because what happens when you keep it to yourself, you just make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's probably not what you think it is. I'm not saying that it's not, but it's probably not as big. You know, there's a saying we used to always use, it's never as good as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems. It's always right there in the middle. And if you'll address those things in the middle, you'll erase a lot of tension, right? A lot of animosity. And so when you stop caring, if you're honoring one another, that's when honor ceases to exist. 
at the end of the day, we either honor each other or we don't. There's no gray area. It's not, well, well, when I'm with you, I do, and when I'm not, that's not genuine, right? Horizontal honor is similar to being a member of a team. Man, regardless of who came in today or, or what string you play, you know, you might be a number two, you might be a three, you might be a backup, you might be a starter, you might be a D1 guy or girl, you might be an NAI. Doesn't matter where you're at. The fact of the matter is, is we come in and we go through this together and we learn how to grow spiritually and we come better together, right? And we move out into the community together, even though we go our separate ways, we represent the king, okay? And the way we're going to do that is with these four values. And today the value is, is honor. And so everyone belongs. This way, you know, horizontal honor is similar to being the member of a team because everyone belongs. If you invest the time and you believe in the mission, you wear the jersey, right? You wear the jersey. We just talked about that. So you are honored by those here. And what you need to know is those here have your back if we're really honoring each other. Man, that feels good. It feels good to know that two years into a place, this, this room would stand up, would show up, but would also stand up for me if I needed you where I don't have anybody's number here, but if I did, barely, I have a few of your numbers. But if I did and I knew I needed it, you would have my back. And that means, that means more to me than anything. And that's what you need to know and feel when you come in here is, man, this is, this is real, right? So the flip side of that is this. However, you skip practice, you're inconsistent, you don't pay attention, okay? You don't believe, you make it hard for people to honor you, which separates you. That causes division, right? You see the, um, your notes from uh, week two when we talked about unity. We talked about what separates, what separates people, what separates the church. And so when you're inconsistent and, and not genuine, it, we, people have a hard time showing you honor, right? And so let's talk about the other type of honor. The other type of honor is vertical honor. Vertical honor isn't about mutual respect, we just talked about horizontal honor. Now we're talking vertical. And it's not about mutual respect. It's giving praise, honor, and admiration to God. He is the only one who has ever lived out what it means to honor everyone. He's the guy. Note takers, got a, got a couple scriptures here that, that are going to be solid for you. The Bible makes it clear that we are to honor God and give him praise. Essentially, it says all the praise he is due. That's in 1 Timothy 1.17. And it's also in Revelations 5.13. It also says that we should honor God in every area of our life, our actions and our words. That's Colossians 3.17. It says that we should honor God with how we treat others. That's Proverbs 14.31. It says when you give honor to everyone, God honors you. It says we're to honor God with our bodies. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 19. You are a temple, honor God with it. It says we're to honor God with our possessions. That's Proverbs 3, 9. It says, honor the Lord with everything you have. And lastly, it says we are to honor God in our marriages. Hebrews 13, 4. Marriage should be honored by all. How we honor ourselves and how we honor others is a reflection of how we honor God. For, ver for vertical honor to exist, horizontal honor must be present. It must be present. 
We must have a baseline of mutual honor for each other, or we can't, as a church body, give vertical honor together. If it's not mutual, it is individual. Right? So then, honor requires two things. Respect from each other, that's horizontal. We witness and honor through each other. We witness God's goodness through each other. And then honor from the group is vertical honor. We praise God together. We praise God together. One voice, one accord, man, making a joyful noise. Man, heaven lights up when we worship together, right? We honor as a group or honor from the group to God is vertical honor. And that's how we praise God together. So then our action step this week is to devote yourself to honor. One little step. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do that? Let's go back to the cornerstone scripture of our church. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then you know how it ends. Verse 40 says, if you do these two things, you'll obey all the others. It says all the law, all the law. And the prophets depend on these two commandments. God made it really simple for us. He made it really, really simple for us. And so others, what you need to know before we move on from this is others must experience your honor for it to exist. Right? You can't say, yeah, man, I I respect that cat. I respect that guy. He's good. Yeah, I, I love her. I respect her. Right? I tried. Well, I tried, but I would, but. And when it comes to honor, you can't live out what your definition of it is. Right? Well, you know, I just do this and sometimes we come over there and we go up for. No. No. Others must experience your honor for it to exist. Proverbs 25, 27 says, It is not good to eat too much honey, nor is it honorable for people to seek their own glory. Meaning, meaning, you can't build your own trophy, give it to yourself, and tell everybody else that, that you want it, right? Nobody would recognize it. What did you say that trophy's for? Who'd you get it from? You can't build your own trophy, give it to yourself, and then tell everybody what you want. Nobody's going to recognize and nobody's going to believe. Honor, honor should not be your definition. We need to be biblically honoring people. We all want to feel better than we really are. That's why we need each other. This is why honor is important. You know, when you come in on a Sunday, Sundays are good. It's all good, right? But the reality is, is is life is happening outside of here. And you come in here to get your battery charged and refreshed. And I'm hoping you're coming here to take notes. I'm hoping that you're listening to take notes and to engage in scripture, to read the Bible and to see what God would, would say to you so you can go out from here and take this and apply it to your life. And so honor is a reputation of respect and admiration. It ensures we all do our part. It ensures we all do our part. I close with this. One thing we can clearly see through scripture is that honor does not only benefit those we are honoring, it benefits us. In John 12, 26, you see God honors us for honoring others. It says, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will be my servant also. Or there my servant be also. <laughs> if anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. How? 
Love God, love people, love yourself, right? So honor God, honor yourself, honor people, honor everyone. Because until we've walked in anybody's shoes, we really, we really can't pretend to know or be or say anything about anyone. Jesus is our example of how to honor others. And we are to walk as he walked and he led. You see this in 1 John 2, 5. It says, by this, we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Honor is a reward for living with humility and faithfulness to God. Honor is a reward for living with humility and faithfulness to God. Proverbs 21, 21 says, the one who pursues righteousness and faithful love will find life, righteousness, and honor. Proverbs 29, 23 says, a person's pride will humble him, but a humble spirit will gain honor. And then one more for you, Proverbs 22, 4. The result of humility is fear of the Lord, along with wealth, honor, and life. And let me just re- redo that with our definition of fear of the Lord. The result of humility is a deep sense of honor, respect, awe, and submission to who God is along with wealth, honor, and life. The reward for honor is more honor. Too much is given. You've heard that before, right? What you give, you get in return. What you give, you get in return. And what I should have said is, he was faithful, those faithful with much. That's where I was going. The reward for honor is more honor. What you give, you get in return. Today, our action, step, our action step is to devote ourselves to that. Because the Bible promises that when we do, everything else takes care of itself. The entire law hinges on it. That's who the first century church was. So then, to recap these four weeks, we talked the first century church, but we also talked the values of redefined church, authentic fellowship, which is honesty, community, which the root of that is unity, hospitality, love, welcome, accept each other, and today we finish with honor. These are the four values of the first church and the values of our church. These values are the biggest reasons that we felt pressed to name the church redefined because we must get back to real relationship with each other and real relationship with God. If you think about the first century church, the first century church was relational, Acts 2, 42 to 47. And then it took off and, you know, technology started. We started reading and writing. We became um, literate and we went from there. And now we're back to, with cell phones speaking, uh, almost in hieroglyphics. And so when you look back at that first church, you see, man, authentic fellowship was huge. There was honesty. They felt like family because there was honor and there was respect and there was love. There was hospitality. It was those things you had. Unity. Unity was was present because of the honesty and the honor and the hospitality. And so when we get back to real relationship, it's why our mission statement is that to lead people to live in a real relationship with God and each other. And with these four values, it will happen. Let's pray. 
Father, I love you. Thanks for the opportunity, Lord, to, uh, to share this word on honor. Lord, we honor you today with our time and with our tithes and with everything that we bring, Lord, to you. I just ask, Father, you would help this word to uh, pierce the hearts of people. Lord, that you would help them to receive, that they would open their hands and understand what it means, Lord, what the two types of honor mean, and Lord, that it all starts with us and our belief in how we are to treat people. Lord, you sent your son for every single soul that walks the earth. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to be able to stand here and, uh, and to speak and to help people to grow in that. So I just ask you, Lord, today to do that for us. Thank you for challenging us today, for helping us to uh, grow in our faith, for helping us to move forward in our relationship with you. Help us to take our action step today of gaining honesty, Lord, so uh, we will never be the same because of it. I love you for it. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that it challenged you and that you'll take steps this week to have a greater faith and to go deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about what's happening here at Redefine Church, you can visit us online at liveredefine.com. Follow us on social media at Redefine Church or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.